That's what I'll share about today. God's requiring for us to lift to a new level. Come on. The ninth hour of prayer. It's a ninth hour of breakthrough. And in um, Acts 3, uh, verse 1, it says this. Now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. Come on. So they went up there to pray at the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, who laid there daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask for alms for those who entered the temple. Come on. This guy had nothing and he positioned himself at a gate of opportunity. He knew the guys were coming in to the temple. He knew they were most probably generous people. He's at this place. But this guy's going to get more than just money. Come on. Because the ninth hour, it's a breakthrough hour. And says verse through, he's seeing Peter and John about to go in the temple, asked for alms. I mean, he's asking and he's begging for money. But I tell you what, he's going to get way more. Just as I said, imagine that. He's sitting there just begging for a little bit of money. But look what's coming for him. It says, and fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, look at us. Look at us. Come on. That's what I believe now. It's the light of God shining out of us. You have the power of God in you. If you've been saved and filled with the Holy Spirit, you have the power of God in you. Look at your neighbor and say, you have the power of God. Come on, that's why it's important to engage people. Come on, to look at people face to face and get talking with people, looking and speaking because you carry some. You mightn't feel like it. You might feel like, well, I'm just barely making it myself. Well, that's okay. You have God in you. You just got to get him out a little bit more. Come on. You just got to get him, lift him up and start to let him carry you. Stop. A lot of, most of this stuff is just when we let the flesh overrule us. Come on. When we let the natural circumstances, we let our natural circumstances overrule us. When you're going through stuff, that's where the ninth hour prayer, you got to pray. And this is what the Lord is pushing us at the moment. You have to pray. Come on. We can't just be Christians who come to church on Sunday and that's it. You've got to pray daily daily entering his court if you want to see victory in your life you want to get over the stuff that you've been going through you have to pray there's no magical rub the genie there's no other thing oh i can pray for you 50 times pastors thomas and sandy can pray for you but at the end of the day it's up to you come on you have to get on your knees you've got to believe god you've got to push through you've got to decrease scripture whatever's going wrong in your life come on it's a ninth hour of breakthrough whatever you need a breakthrough in in your life it's interesting that god decrees breakthrough when the world's decreeing disaster just how our god works come on when they're decreeing disaster God's decreeing breakthrough but you've got to speak it out you've got to begin to decree it out as for me and my household we shall serve the Lord. Psalm 91 nothing's coming near me come on nothing's coming near me and he says look at us so he gave them his attention expecting to receive something from them then Peter said silver and gold I do not have but what I do have I give you come on the power of God that's what they've got that's what you have you might be able to talk well. You mightn't have much money. You might feel like you're the bottom of the heap. But you've got to understand, you carry the living God inside of you. You have power. Come on, right now, all that we're in, all that we're going through, you have hope inside you. Come on, you have life inside. You can impart that life to somebody else. That's why he says, look at us. We haven't got silver and gold, but we have this awesome power of God that lives in us. He says, in the name of Jesus Christ, rise 
rise up and walk. Come on, taking that name. Not in Julie Bailey's name. Come on, not in Namcus's name. Not in Chris's name. In the name of Jesus Christ. That's the power. That's why you can't do anything. You might be feeling like you're nothing. Well, in actual fact, we are nothing without Christ. Come on, we can do nothing. But it's the power of God in you. Come on, that's what you have to engage. The power of God in the name of Jesus Christ. Rise up and walk. You've got to be boldly in the name of Jesus Christ. No pestilence is coming near my house. In the name of Jesus Christ, my business will not suffer in these times. My finances will not suffer. Come on. In the name of Jesus Christ, I will not live in fear in these times. This is part, you know, there's been plagues in the world from forever. That's nothing new. It's actually not that bad a plague when you really look at it. It's that more people die of the flu. You know, and they're not reporting. I just read 70,000 people have had it, recovered, and had mild conditions. That's all. Come on. Well, 70,000 people. More people die of the flu. Are they going to do this every flu season? Are we going to go crazy and buy to What on earth is the toilet paper? <laughs> actually, Greg had a good thing. Um, he Now, if you're from... Asian culture, don't get offended, okay? If you do, I'll pray for you later. But Greg, he realised a couple of weeks ago, he said, toilet paper and rice, that's what was mainly, it's a few more things now, but they were the main things in Australia that were missing. And Greg goes, Australians don't eat rice. We're not going to stockpile rice, okay? (laughs) Are we? Come on, all Australians, what are we going to stockpile? Potatoes, pasta, pasta, come on. That's what we're going to stockpile. We aren't going to stockpile rice. So he said, it must be Asians to be (laughs) rice. And and then we find out later, we see that they're they're sending it all overseas to, to make, just like the milk, come on, the baby's milk, stockpiling it and selling it, selling it on eBay. Now, that's, they're just entrepreneurs, the Asians, come on. That's why every nation you go to, Papua New Guinea, every place you go to, you will see they're entrepreneurs. They'll always make a dollar. They're just real quick in their thinking. They're like, okay, I can make some money. Papua New Guinea Highlands, all the Asians own all the business because what is it? One Chinese guy was up there and he was a baker and now he's, there's heaps, Greg said, and they're just entrepreneurs. I mean, maybe some of us should have thought of it. Let's send some toilet paper overseas. Anyway. So, there we go. We're not to be afraid. And he took him by the right hand and he lifted him up and immediately his feet and ankles and bones, come on, receive strength. Immediately. Immediately. Come on. Immediately. When they cried out and said, in the name of Jesus Christ, it was a ninth hour of breakthrough. This is a season we're entering as a church, forever house. We're entering into our ninth hour of breakthrough and we are going to have the name of Jesus. Come on. We're going to pray for the six. We're going to decree the name of Jesus. This is a place of healing. Come on. It's a place where the sick will come and be healed in the name of Jesus. That's how it's going to work. So immediately his feet, ankles and bones received strength. So he leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them walking, leaping and praising God. Look at this. It's incredible. He's not praising Peter and John. He's praising God. See, that's the way it should be. Peter and John become invisible. It wasn't about the, well, look at me. Oh, let me just video this and put it on Facebook because you got a miracle and everybody needs to see that I prayed for you and you got a miracle. Come on. 
Now, if you, I'm not a guy, but I'm just saying, come on. But it's about Jesus. It's about making him famous. Come on. And if this man's not praising Peter and John, he's praising God. And when all the people saw him walking and praising God, see, it's a testimony. It's not about Peter and John. It's about God. It's a testimony of walk and see what the Lord has done. Then they knew that it was he who sat begging for arms at the gate beautiful. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. See, when we begin to decree, it's a ninth hour, when we begin to decree breakthrough, when we begin to decree the blood of Jesus, when we begin to say the name of Jesus, come on, some of you, God's got miracles waiting to happen, but we're walking in fear and he's waiting for us to rise up and take your authority. Come on, we can pray for you, but at the end of the day, you've got to take your authority. If things aren't working in your house and not working in your life, you've got to stand up and say, right, devil, in the name of Jesus, I'm taking authority over you, over what you've done to my mind, what you've done to my family. Come on, whatever. In the name of Jesus, come on. It's the ninth hour of breakthrough. And you've got to understand what they did was they fixed their eyes on others. Now, one thing that's annoyed me the most out of this whole thing is the selfishness of people. Come on, the selfishness of people that just buying so much that they'll never use it because it's not going to last that long. I'm telling you, it's not going to last that long. It's flu. Come on, it's not going to last that long. And chances of any of us getting is 1%, but you'll survive because you're strong. And, and you know, if it's just like the flu. We all get the flu sometimes. They're just things that happen. Come on. And so in the name of Jesus, it's like, come on, they begin to create. And in this time, we fix our eyes on others. You have the power of God in you. You've got it. The world needs to see it. Greater is he. Come on. What do you have? You mightn't have silver or gold, but you have the power of God. Immediately he receives strength. Come on. God gives us sudden strength for our situation. If you need strength for your situation right now, God gives you immediate strength. Come on. Immediate strength. We've been seeing this more and more. We've been dealing with some situations in churches and with pastors and stuff. And we've been seeing as we blanket it with prayer, as we cover it in prayer and the intercession that's why prayer is so powerful we're going to get prayer back into the church if you're struggling if you are having a hard time get to the prayer meetings come on come to the prayer meetings it'll lift you up it'll help you to learn how to pray it'll lift off that heaviness it'll teach you how to pray believe God's words for your situation come on the lame man was passed continually Jesus passed him but it wasn't his time Peter walked past him many times, but there's a time, come on, a ninth hour for breakthrough. Impossibilities are now possible. It's the season of possibilities. There's hope where there isn't. Come on, you might look in the world and that's what the devil wants you to do, to look at hopelessness. But no, no, what does God say? It's the ninth hour. It's a time of breakthrough. It's a time of breakthrough for the church. You've got to grab a hold of that, but it's what you believe. The other night in Mark 15, verse 33, there was darkness. This is just before when Jesus is hanging on the cross. There was darkness in the earth until when? The ninth hour. It says this, it says, verse 33, at noon the whole country became dark. Would you say our world's become dark? Come on, it's become a dark place. It says it became dark. 
This darkness continued until three o'clock. This is the ninth hour. Come on. The darkness. Jesus is on the cross. There was darkness. And at three o'clock, come on, the ninth hour, Jesus dies and the veil was torn. Come on. No more barriers. There's open access to God. Come on. Open access. There was a time of darkness. Come on. There was a time of great evil of what they were doing. And the Christians at the time felt so discouraged. They're so-called saviors hanging on a cross. But see, if they only understood now everybody is going to have access to God come on prior to this happening only the priests and certain people had access to God Jesus paid the sacrifice for you and I come on he redeemed our lives he tore that veil the veil existed I'm so thankful that I live in a time see that's what we don't understand we live in a time where we have direct access to God do you know what people would have given back then to have direct access to God none of them had it come on they would have given anything to have direct access to God you and I have that we can't take that for granted come on we can't take it we understand we have a privilege we have an honor because Jesus died on that cross come on and at the ninth hour the veil was ripped now you and I can enter into his presence yet we take it so lightly we don't even do it and Jesus paid that ultimate prize for you to be able to go and just say God I'm struggling right now help me in my struggle come on it's not a religious holy thing it's not about 10 Hail Marys or gee I've been bad we go into the presence we ask forgiveness of our sins every time I go into the presence of God I ask him forgiveness of my sins whether I know him or I don't know him sometimes we sin unknowingly now I'm not talking about some sins okay there's things you know I'm talking about sometimes you might I don't know anyway there's things we do knowing now so we just cover everything okay God I'm coming to your presence forgive me in my sins that I've done knowingly and unknown because I want to come before God with that clean open heart that's why Jesus died so you and I could have that and yet some of us we're struggling we're going through depression we're saying everything's hard and Jesus like I died on the cross for you come on I tore that veil so you now have access you don't have to bring your turtle dove and your lamb to the altar praise god i didn't live there i hate blood and guts i wouldn't i would not be what i'm doing today because i would not accept a bloody sacrifice come on i can't handle blood and guts whatsoever imagine that every week all of us in we'd have to bring our lambs and our whatever we had to bring and, oh, imagine how the stink of the place from the blood come on the stink oh come on but we have free access now come on free access that's what jesus died for so you've got to start if you want to see breakthrough in your life come on if you want to see breakthrough in our nation it's not just about you it's about your neighbors that's where we start the make a place initiative it's about your family it's about your workplace if you want to see breakthrough come on you have to pray this is the ninth hour and it's about prayer you know Greg was asking the Lord about God's spoken words about recovery and um, he said to the Lord you know what we've seen some great things but we really haven't seen the full recovery and the Lord said to him he was asking the Lord, well, why haven't we seen the full recovery? And God said to him, it's not just going to fall in your lap. 
You've got to do something. Come on. He's given us what to do. Pray. Get on your, you know, David. Example in 1 Samuel 30. It, it was when they got back and what happened was everything was gone. And there was a process that David had to do. He had to go through. First of all, what he did was he wept till he could weep no more. And we've spoken of this before. You've got to deal with your emotions. Come on. You don't be emotional going before. If you're just going through If you're emotional and full of fear, you need to deal with that first. That's the very first thing then what did David do he strengthened himself come on he strengthened himself in the Lord then he got the plan for the Lord but you know what they still had to fight God said yep you're gonna pursue overtake and recover all so he could stand back and say yep got a word of the Lord I'm gonna pursue overtake and recover all but he still had to fight for 36 hours come on 36 hours and that's when at that time we did a 36 hour of praying in tongues with Bob and a team, we just did two hours on, two hours off. We pray continually for 36 hours, non-stop. That's why the 24-hour prayer, come on, we want to see continue. If we want to see everything break through in our lives, in this church life, in the community's life, it's got to be bathed in prayer. Come on, it's got to be birthed in prayer. That's where it's got to happen. We have to pray and believe God for the things that are happening. God has a plan for your breakthrough. Come on, all through the Bible, the issue of blood, the woman had to touch the hem of the garment. It was risky. Isaac had to sow in a famine. Risky again. The widow, she had to give to the prophet. Risky again. Come on, all of them. Abraham, sacrifice your son. Jesus, sacrifice your life. There was always sacrifice. Come on. There was always a risk that people had to take. And in um, Acts 10 verse 1, this is uh, here when there's uh, a certain man called Cornelius, a centurion of what was called the Italian regiment, a devout man and who feared God with all his household who gave alms generously to the people and prayed to God always. Come on, listen to this. Here's some key ingredients. He was a devout man, which he loved God. He loved the presence of God. Come on, he feared God. That's pretty much what's wrong with a lot of the church today. We've lost our fear of God. The grace of God has gone way too far. Come on. Him and his household. He gave alms. Come on, he was generous. He gave, he did what, and he prayed always. Here we go, verse 3, at the ninth hour. Come on, at the ninth hour. God's into the ninth hour. Come on, the ninth hour is the hour of prayer. At the ninth hour of the day, he saw clearly in a vision an angel coming in and saying to him, Cornelius. And when he observed him, he was afraid and he said, what is it, Lord? So he said to him, your prayers and your arms have come up for a memorial before God. How awesome is that? Come on. God hears our prayers. He hears our cry. But now God's taken notice of this man's prayers. Come on. It says, now send men to Joppa and send for Simon, whose name is Peter. And verse 17, while Peter was wondering about the meaning of the vision, the men sent by Cornelius found out where Simon's house was and stopped at the gate. They called out asking if Simon, who was known as Peter, was staying there. While Peter was still thinking about the vision, the Spirit said to him, Simon, three men are looking for you. These are incredible. This is how accurate our God is. If you just learn to tap in. And he says, three men are looking for you. So he says, get up and go downstairs. Do not hesitate to go with them, for I have sent them. Peter went down and said to the man, I'm the one you're looking for. Why have you come? 
The men replied, we've come from Cornelius the centurion. He is a righteous man and a God-fearing man who is respected by all the Jewish people. A holy angel told him to ask you to come to his house so that you could hear what we have to say. Verse 28, then he said to them, you know how unlawful it is for a Jewish man to keep company with or go to the house of another nation. But God has shown me that I should not call any man common or unclean. See, now what's happening is impossible things, unheard of things become possible through prayer. Come on. This was never supposed to happen. Come on. This was something that they weren't supposed to mix. And when you see what God's setting up for in this situation, it says in verse 30, So Cornelius said, four days ago I was fasting until this hour. At the ninth hour, come on, at the ninth hour, I prayed in my house and behold, a man stood before me in bright clothing and he said, Cornelius, your prayers have been heard and your arms have been remembered in the sight of God. Send therefore to Joppa and call Simon, whose surname is Peter. He is lodging in a house of Simon, a tanner by the sea. I love this detail. Come on, this is how accurate, if we really press in and we hear the voice of God, this is how accurate and how detailed it can be. So I sent it to you immediately and you've done well to come. Now therefore, we are all present before God to hear all the things commanded to you by God. In verse 44, while Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell upon all those who heard the word. And those of circumcision who believed were astonished as many as came with Peter become the, got the gift of the Holy Spirit and poured out on the Gentiles also. So you've got to understand this was a groundbreaking. This was changing an impossible thing to make it possible. The Gentiles weren't supposed to receive, which is you and I. Well, I've got Jewish heritage, but anyway, for most of us, it was only the Jews who could get the Holy Spirit. Come on. And you've got to understand, that's man and their tradition. That's what they do. Oh, well, it's only a certain race, a certain people. But Cornelius, come on, is a man. Imagine if Cornelius didn't pray. He's a man that prayed and heard the voice of God. And then God visits Peter in a vision. And then we see at the ninth hour, come on, the ninth hour, he's praying. The ninth hour, which means prayer, breakthrough. It's a time. I don't three o'clock's good but I feel like we're in a season of the ninth hour come on that God wants us to pray and believe him for our breakthrough so what happens is now is that all the Gentiles everybody you and I everybody now can receive the Holy Spirit because of that instance come on don't you realize when you pray, God has incredible, you just don't know, there's miracles, there's groundbreaking things that God wants to do in your life and you're not praying. But you need to pray. Come on, get on our knees and believe God to see the situations turn. Not only does it strengthen you, it makes you just bolder. And next time you come up against opposition, you're like, well, I got down, I prayed, I believed God and I saw the breakthrough. Come on, it brings a boldness. But none of this would have happened. It's Cornelius, a devout man. Come on. He prayed. He was praying at the ninth hour, a time of breakthrough. He was pushing into God. And what happened is because of his unselfishness, everybody was able to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Come on. There was nine days in the upper room. And on the 10th day, the Holy Spirit fell. Come on. 
Peter prophesied in Acts 2 verse 17, and shall come to pass in the last days which we're in, says God. I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Come on, your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Cornelius and Peter were very different people. Cornelius was a wealthy, was wealthy, a Gentile and a military man. Peter was a Jewish fisherman turned preacher. But God's plan included them both. Come on. God's plan is kingdom. It's the ninth hour of breakthrough. Some keys in the ninth hour of breakthrough. You've got to deal with your emotions. Come on, church. We've got to stop living out of our emotions. We are too emotionally charged. We're living out. We're up and we're down. We're up and we're down. We come to church and we're up. But then we go home and we watch the news or we hear about this and then we're back down again. No, no, that's not how we live. Come on. We don't. We should be living on an even place. Come on. An even place where we're walking with the Lord no matter what. In a storm, in a famine, in a plague. Come on. Our faith is still the same. We're not down in these holes of depression. We've got to deal with your emotions. If you're emotional, come on, you've got to deal with it. You've got to say, no, I'm bold, I'm strong, come on, my God is for me, then who can be against me? You've got to speak to your emotions. I love that little cartoon years ago. You have the devil on one shoulder and the angel on the other. It's the two voices. Well, that's what goes on. Yeah, the boy, and a lot of the time, it's our soulish things. Come on, you've got the voice of the soul. And if you listen to that voice all the time, oh, no one loves me. Come on, all that stuff. You keep listening to that, then eventually that's what you become. But on the other side, come on, inside you, you've got the Holy Spirit saying, come on, let's pray. Let's believe God. We have the Spirit of God. Our God is mightier than anything. I'm a conqueror. Come on. Amen. Thank you. Deal with your emotions, number one. Number two, strengthen yourself in God. Strengthen yourself in God. You have to strengthen. Come on, prayer, reading the word, Bible study. If you don't know how to study the Bible, then you need to come to the Bible study. You'll get strength. You know what? That's all we did when we got saved. Every Wednesday night, we went to Bible study. Every Wednesday night, we never missed. We went to Bible study. That's what Wednesday night's Bible study. Sunday's church, that's what we do. That's how you become strong. Not giving in to all your emotions. Oh, mm, a bit cold tonight. Been, oh, I've had a tough day. Well, if you've had a tough day and you're tired, get to the prayer meeting, get to Bible study. You'll feel better than what you feel sitting at home, living in your tiredness and whatever. You'll be pumped up, ready to go for the next day. If you just give in to the emotions, oh, I'm tired, oh, I'm tired. Come on, you'll just feel worse the next day because it'll just keep overtaking you more. If you get out and get to Bible study, get to prayer meeting, you'll be pumped up come on you'll be telling that other one get off me in the name of Jesus come on I'm listening to the voice of God I'm listening to the power of God I have Jesus inside of me come on no weapon formed against me can prosper when you do this come on the ninth hour of breakthrough you'll receive strength for your situation but you can't just sit there and do nothing Come on, you can't just sit there and complain. Oh, no one loves. Come on, you can't do that. You've got to strengthen your deal with those stupid, stinking emotions. They're emotions. Deal with them. Come on, deal with them. Stop living in your wallow. Deal with them. There's no other nice way I can say it. Just do it. Come on, deal with them. 
Strengthen you. So you'll get strengthened. Then inquire of God. What have I got to do, God? What do I need to do? Get a plan. Then start dancing and rejoicing. Come on, all things are possible. Don't not wait till you got it. See so many people dance and rejoice when they got it. No, 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 no. As Pastor Sandy said today, you've got to break off the spirit of heaviness. How do you get rid of the spirit of heaviness? You put on the garment of praise. You know, you got to, it says put on the garment of praise. You physically have to put it on. You mightn't be feeling like it. Come on. It says heavy. Obviously you're heavy. You're feeling wound down. So you've got to physically chuck that off. Come on, flick it off. Heaviness, go. I'm putting on the garment of praise. I thank you, Lord, for my breakthrough. Come on. I thank you, Lord, that things are going to get better. I thank you, Lord. Come on. I'm rejoicing in you, Father God. Rejoicing that we can just talk to him. Like I said, you don't have to bring your sheep and your cow and your whatever. I don't know what the sacrifices would be today. All your money most probably. If you sinned, you'd have to bring all your money with you. Because that lamb, yeah, toilet paper. (laughs) You'd have to bring your toilet paper on the altar. That's the golden thing at the moment. Come on, dancing, rejoicing. All things are possible. You've got to keep telling yourself all things are possible. To who? To those who believe. Are we believers in here? Oh, my gosh. We've got some work to do. Are we believers here? Amen. That's better. Come on. We're believers. We're believers. And so when you do that, you get the plan, you rejoice. Come on. Unheard of, unthinkable things will happen. Gentiles received the Holy Spirit. Come on. The veil was torn. All is a healing of a lame man. Miracles begin to happen. Let's stand this morning. You've got to understand, don't look at the world. The world says this and says, uh uh-uh. My God says, I'm in the ninth hour. I'm in the hour of breakthrough. Come on. I'm in the hour of breakthrough. You know what? The coronavirus is the least of things on my mind at the moment. I've got so many other things going on. Come on. Shifting house, shifting office, looking after churches, looking after you guys. Come on. (laughs) There's so much going on. Finding keys, keys locked. All the things. Oh, my gosh. All the little details. It's not just looking after you. It's, oh, oh man, the key lock's broke. I've got to get a new key lock. Oh, this is happening. Oh, the roof's leaking. Come on. There's tiles missing. All the things you've got to do, your mind. That's how I feel like my mind's been a bit... It's my favourite word at the moment. But what do I do? (laughs) The coronavirus is very little to me at the moment because it's so minute. It means nothing. It caught everything else. But what do I do in the time at the moment? There's a lot of stuff. Really, I could just be so overwhelmed and say, I don't want to do this. See you guys. Look after yourself. (laughs) Honestly, that's what my flesh could say. It's like, this is just too much right now with everything else I'm doing. Not that I don't love you, it's just the load, okay? The load. But, you know, it's what, that's what the devil wants to do. That's this thing on this shoulder trying to stop purpose, destiny. Come on, trying to stop what God's got. The devil tries to overload and overload. But I know the voice of God. Come on. I know that it's going to be. So I have to practice what I preach. i got to praise. Come on. I preach that. Did I preach that here or was that New Zealand? Praise the hallelujah. Anyway. 
Yeah, raise a hallelujah. I did preach it here. Okay. Yeah. So you've got to raise a hallelujah in the midst of the darkness, which is raising your praise. Come on. Well, you're feeling, okay, I feel overwhelmed. That's what Nehemiah did. He said the enemy was trying to stop us from doing what God's called us to do. That's his assignment, to stop you from doing what God's called you to do, to stop you from breaking through. That's his assignment. He's a liar. He's a cheat. He doesn't want you to fulfill your God-given purpose. So what you've got to do, Nehemiah said, they're trying to frighten us. They're trying to scare us. But you know what? But what did he do? But I prayed. Come on. But I prayed. Come on. He understood about prayer. But I prayed. I didn't run to my pastor. I didn't run. Now you can, but come on. My, our job in the next 12 months is reproduce, reproduce, reproduce. Make you strong. Come on. Make you help you to be who God's called you to be. Come on. That this church will just operate. No, you know, it doesn't matter if I'm here or not. We're here or not here. It will still operate. Miracles will still happen. Come on. Worship. Everything will still happen. Come on. Yeah. We'll be off praying for someone else. Yeah, you'll be praying for other people. Come on. We only, all of you will be fighting as they come through the door to pray for them. I've got to pray for them. I've got a miracle. Come on. Oh, that's what it's going to, that's where we want to get this church to a place where we're all strong in God. Come on. And you've got to understand this is the ninth hour of breakthrough. You've got to grab a hold of it. Doesn't matter what the world says. Doesn't matter what anyone else says. You have to know it in here. Come on. You've got to know it in your spirit. God, this is my ninth hour of breakthrough. I don't care what my bank account looks like. I don't care what my work like. This is my ninth hour of breakthrough. I don't care about the stupid virus. Come on. Ah, this is my ninth hour of breakthrough. I'm going to shine in the darkness. Come on. I'm going to be a testimony to others of God's breakthrough. Now let's lift our hands. Father, I thank you right now for each and every person here today. Lord, I thank you. Lord, let them get an understanding today that this is the ninth hour. This is the ninth hour for them, for Forever House, for your church, for your kingdom. It's a time of miracles. It's a time of breakthrough. Come on. It's a time of breakthrough. But you've got to grab it. You've got to get a hold of it. You've got to declare it. You have, Father, I thank you, Lord, now that you remind people of the words you've spoken to, that you remind them, Father God, even though there might be, Lord, I know the ones in business here. It might be looking a bit bleak and the world's all panicky. But, Father God, I thank you right now that they will thrive in this time. The business will come to them. Father, I thank you right now that this is the ninth hour of breakthrough, Father God. Thank you, Jesus. We actually know someone who's made $80,000 extra because of this virus. Okay, and it wasn't from selling illegal toilet. Well, it's not illegal, but it wasn't from selling toilet paper, okay? Just something happened and uh, just there and I paid and they made $80,000 in this time. Come on, God looks after you. He loves you. Come on, he loves you. But you've got to just, when you're feeling fragile, when you're feeling overwhelmed, the answer is prayer. As you see through the Bible, prayer. Come on, pray. Believe God. Each morning, get up. I thank you, Lord. I dedicate this day to you to create out what he's spoken to you. Lord, what do I need to do today. Come on, what do I need to do today? Sometimes when you look at the task, it's too much. Sometimes when you look at all the things in your life, it feels too much. But you take one thing at a time. God, what do I need to deal with today? What do we have to do today? That's how we take this, one day at a time. Now, Lord, I thank you for our church. I thank you for this family. Father, we're a team. We're in it together. Lord, from Dr. Bill down to all of us, he 
He's decreeing breakthrough. Come on. He's decreeing that there will not be fear. I thank you that every person here, we're going to shine. Father, we're going to shine in this hour. We're going to have testimony after testimony. Now, Lord, I thank you. Release the prayer. Come on. Release it, Father. You're releasing that burden for prayer, for people to begin to get on their knees and cry out, Father God. Lord, to set aside that time. Come on. If you can't sleep at night, I didn't sleep last night, just three hours. What I do when I can't sleep is I pray. There's a reason why I can't sleep. I just get up and begin to pray. I love it. Feel the presence of God. That's what I do. It's wonderful. When you can't, when you're feeling anxious, pray. Come on. If you're driving and you're feeling anxious, pull aside somewhere safe and pray. You don't have to be long. It doesn't have to be big to do. It's just coming and asking your daddy, help me. Pray in tongues. Father, I thank you. Lord, I break fear right now. Not one person in our church, Father, will live in fear. We are fearless, Father God. We are fearless because you are with us, Lord. We are with us. Now, if you've been fearing, if you've been worrying, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, that I command that fear to be gone right now. Fear will be gone in Jesus' name, just like the man. Come on, the man, they're waiting. He wanted money. He thought he needed that. But come on, they spoke the name of Jesus. I'm speaking the name of Jesus into your situation right now. Father, that fear will be gone. And Lord, that miracles will abound in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Now give the Lord a shout. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. We love you. We worship you. We thank you, Jesus. 